0: Okay, so anyway, let's just get started. Um, a couple weeks ago, you know, we did two presentations on transaction mindset versus the referral mindset and shared a lot of information with you from Larry Kendall. And uh, you didn't know Larry Kendall was getting his information from a gentleman named Scott De DeGraffenried. So Larry Kendall put together some of his philosophy from Scott's ideas. And I went back and read Scott's book to create the presentation today. Remember we talked about the hospitalian and how you make someone feel as part of your service. We also discussed how your next transaction is embedded in this transaction, how you do now, how they're inter- you know each appointment is an interview. And we also answer the question, why do, why do people give referrals? And we talk about that most people give referrals because they want to look good. They want to look good to their friend or to their client. So today we're going to get inside of referral marketing to understand why people do those things. And we're going to talk about their behaviors. But I wanted to first tell you about something called the incidence of consideration. This is really important to understand. The past presentations we kind of talked about just the general philosophy and thinking. Today we're digging into statistical data on how people think about giving referrals because it is it is fact and this is why. The incidence of consideration is a term that addresses how often you defer to a referral or a piece of advertising when considering a purchase. And statistics show that when someone suggests something to you, you'll consider that suggestion the next time you have an opportunity to buy or use that product 80% of the time. Now, that is incredible. A personal referral recommendation has 80% chance of someone taking action on it Versus any other advertising going on. Because we've got thousands of attempts every day for our attention. Who's been on social media today already? Okay. I mean, most everybody wakes up. Probably going to get on it later. If my presentation is boring, you'll be on it right now. Um, So, uh, the only way to break through all of that distraction and noise... It's with a personal referral, so this is a question for y'all who Who can describe a recent phone advertisement they, they saw? Has anyone seen one lately? Oh, I mean, I guess yeah. What did you see, Kappa? A pillow that helps you go to sleep right away and stay asleep. No, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> About a phone. Someone advertising a, a phone. Uh, What have you been, what are your, you need, are you having trouble sleeping, Kappa? They got you. Don't buy it. Steve? I think it's for mobile phone that one to roll those men to run around in a different color outfit. Was that for mobile phone? phones? Do you remember which one it was? I know which one it was. I don't know. Well, what what phone did I recommend to y'all today? Right? So you get it? I mean their company's spending millions and millions of dollars and you have to reach such a high level of saturation that none of us in this room could remember a commercial that we've seen. Yet if someone recommends Alan, you really need to get the iPhone ten. Next time Alan's thinking about making a purchase, there's an 80% chance he's more likely to buy an iPhone 10. There's 20% chance he may randomly walk into a store and just you know, buy whatever the cheapest is or most reliable. And we're gonna talk about those behaviors that determine the other 20%. And to get in those behaviors, we have to understand how do we decide what makes us look good? When, you're, when someone's giving a referral, how do they decide to give that referral? If, if they're giving a referral to look good, to be helpful, how do they decide they'll look smart by referring something to you? So we're gonna analyze their behaviors. And there's, there's more than just three behaviors, but I thought these were the most important ones. And I want you to remember as we're going through this discussion today, uh, is you can tell anyone anything as long as it is about someone else, right? I can go out and talk about how great everyone in this room is. You need to use Jenny, you need to use Ruthie, Monica, Martin. You need to use Jen and tell someone why they need to use you. But if I'm going out to talk about myself, most people have a really hard time doing that. Um, so why, why do people give referrals? We're gonna discuss requested referrals, looking good referrals, and outcome-driven referrals. There's a couple more, but let's talk about requested referrals. What do y'all think that is? Yeah, somebody just asked a question. Hey, do you know a good restaurant? Do you know a good hairstylist? Uh, Do you know a good realtor? When we answer a requested referral, our answer stems from and is based on dependability. You, Alan asked me, hey, do you know a good restaurant? Man, oh my gosh. What restaurant? Which one is good enough that is not going to make me look bad, right? Because it's not necessarily always about looking good. It can also be about I just don't want to look like an idiot. I just don't want to look bad. So if I refer Alan to a restaurant that has terrible service, it's overpriced, bad experience that's going to make me look really really bad (coughs) there's looking good referrals looking good referrals what do y'all think those are? what do people say to you trying to look good when you're in a conversation oh Jenny you just got back from the Bahamas next time you go I go there all the time you've got to stay at the ocean club that is just the best place ever. We, I mean, those margaritas. <laughs> or, you know, next time you're in South America, I mean, when you go to Brazil, you need to visit so-and-so. Uh, are you, I was in Buckhead last weekend, this brand new restaurant just opened up. You've got to try ABC Restaurant. It, you're gonna love it. The novelty of discovering or being the first person to visit a new destination has a utility for ego, right? Look good. I'm someone who experiences new things. I've been places that other people haven't. You know, I'm someone that's ahead of myself. Um, that's one reason, that's what a looking good referral is. And you can probably be thinking about, oh my gosh, is that person just, was that person even trying to be helpful recommending something or were they just trying to look good? That's what we're getting to today is why people do that so we can understand in two weeks how to get them to say those things about you and your business. And then there's outcome-driven referrals. This is pretty easy. You know, um, If you want to look 10 years younger, go to ABC Dermatology or call ABC Fitness. You'll lose 10 pounds in two weeks. You know, go here to get this. If you want to eat some terrible food, go downtown and try so and so. Or if you want to get liquored up for real cheap, call Steve. No, don't call Steve Register. Uh, y- y'all, get, y'all get it. It's, it's outcome driven. Go do this, and this will happen. If you want to sell your house in 10 days, call Bickerstaff Parm. If you want to sell your house for the, high, for the highest price possible, Call Seth Parm, yes. So how, the question we want you to be thinking about over the next week or two is, how does your real estate business support consumers' behaviors? If we go back and understand that these are some of the behaviors that consumers use in giving referrals, How do we plug our real estate business into that? And that's what we're gonna explain in two weeks. We're gonna give you real ideas that you can use today to help your clients, customers, friends, family members, whomever, send you more referrals. And it's called the nude model. No, we will not have a nude model in the business, but if, if that would get you to come to the business meeting in two weeks, we'll have a nude model. And um, it's called nude model, because it stands for novelty, utility, dependability, and economy. These are four properties that must be present in a certain combination that will actually predict the likelihood of a customer to send you a referral. So we're gonna teach you how to use these in your real estate business. And I want to give you a quick example so you can be thinking about it. Let's talk about a restaurant. A new restaurant just opens up in Uptown. And it's got to have, it's got to rank somewhere on all four of these. A new restaurant, what? Complete novelty. I go down there in the first three weeks, I come back and say, Jenny, the coolest restaurant just opened up. I'm so wowed because it's new, it's novel, it's different. I'm not thinking about any of these. When I refer to Jenny, I'm just thinking about it's something new, right? I wanna look good because, hey, have you tried you know Epic or whatever the new restaurant is? No. Have you been to Salt Cellar? No. Oh, you're gonna love it. It's such a cool space. They've got this huge bar. Then I go back again as a customer. I'm not looking at the novelty as much. Now I'm thinking more about, hmm, why haven't they refilled, why is it taken so long to get my drink? Or, what? we're gonna miss the show, Where, where's the food? And then the third time I go back, I start to put all those things together because I've already experienced novelty. They can't change the restaurant space in the first 90 days. But you notice restaurants do slowly change things periodically. It's because the good ones do. It's because of novelty. So by the third time I go back to the restaurant, I'm looking at is the service dependable? Is the food consistent? Does that all meet my price points? Does it meet economy? So then someone has, hey, what's a great restaurant downtown? Most people go on average to dependability and economy. Because novelty is a flash in the pan, right? That's something that constantly changes. You start offering something at your business, and then what, a couple months later, your competitor is offering the same thing. Um, Restaurants do that too. All businesses do that. So in two weeks, we're gonna go a little deeper into this Strategy to talk about how you can rank in all these areas with your business. Utility for a restaurant is is a need. You have to eat. A restaurant's going to give you food. So you're going to use a restaurant. You're going to get something to eat. But if the service isn't dependable, if you feel like it's overpriced, you might still go back there but you're less likely to refer that to someone because why do we send referrals? They look good. They are also not look bad. And in our mind, our con- the consumer's behavior is to think on these four items when they're when they're thinking about where should I refer Alan? Alan wants to go to a restaurant. Oh my gosh. I'm thinking of what is the most dependable option I can refer to him? Unless there's something novel, a brand new restaurant. But if there's nothing new or novel, utility, every restaurant serves food and drinks. But who's dependable and who, ha- who is reasonably priced? Does, there, does that kind of make sense? It's a weird way to think about it, but it's true. You know... What do people say when a new restaurant opens up? I'm going to wait till they get past 90 days. Until they get all their kinks worked out. What they really mean is, they're not dependable yet. They haven't worked things out. In 90 days, it's still going to be a cool space, a cool restaurant. It's still going to be new. It's only three months. But, you know, maybe they just think, Maybe someone that says that doesn't have the time or wants to, they want to look good as if they're above experiencing new things just for that sake, but most people come back to this. So in two weeks, we're going to run through this model and give you some ideas on how you can compete in these areas with other agents at other companies. So it'll be real easy for your clients to refer business to you. When you rank high in all of these areas, your chances to get referrals goes up exponentially. Just think if one out of your 10 clients that you closed last year, if just one out of 10 sent you a referral? That's pretty good. But what if five out of 10, Eight out of 10. Nine out of ten. Because guess who loves sending referrals the most? Someone who's been referred. Someone who's been referred has, depending on how they experience your services, someone who's been referred to you has the highest percentage of opportunity to refer. Because they were new. They took someone's advice. They took the referral. They said, oh my gosh, Jenny Nopes. Wow. She is the best lender in town. I can't, how do we not find her earlier? I gotta tell people about this. They've experienced something, and novelty is the unknown. So if I didn't know about Jenny, and Alan referred me to her, and she is also, I gotta get a loan, right? I gotta borrow some money, because I don't have any cash. She's dependable. Her rates you know, rank in there with everyone else. I didn't know about her. I, instantly I think, what is so, such not, why don't people know about this? I've got to share this with people. And I can look good because Jenny does all these things. That's how consumers really think about sending referrals. It sounds crazy, but it's really simple. And we're gonna help you get your business in their mind more so that you can make it easy for them to do that. It's gonna be a lot of fun. So your task is after I upload this, at least watch it next week to kind of refresh your mind before the presentation. And remember, people are the new media. We use media to get to them, but face-to-face referrals are 80% more effective than an advertising campaign. And when I I thought about this presentation, I'll just give you one little teaser. So, Zillow. There are agents in this market spending $5,000 or more a month on Zillow, which sounds crazy. But guess what? Zillow is providing some level of dependability. Currently, it's affordable because they're getting enough of the business. They have to have leads, because they're not getting leads elsewhere, I guess. But does Zillow really have any kind of novelty? Not necessarily to the agent, but to the consumer. It's updating its apps, providing information. It's not really new anymore. But what happens when Zillow no longer ranks high in economy for real estate agents, when that $5,000 budget goes up to $6,000, 9000 a month, and the leads are not as dependable anymore. Or the market changes. Now, agents aren't referring other agents to Zillow like, Hey, Jen, Zillow is rocking my business. Let me give you my, my reps so you can get on Zillow too. Agents are terrible about referring to other agents' business ideas. That's just, why would you refer th- ideas to your competitors? Um, but you can see how... You can apply this to almost any business. That's what we're going to do with your business. Um, So be here next in two weeks. Watch this again and bring a notepad because we're going to have a lot of fun. I'm going to give you some great ideas how you can just expand just a little bit of what you're doing. It doesn't take much effort to push you over the threshold of getting more referrals. And I think you'll see that um, when we cover it. Because you don't have to have you a know, hundred past clients you've already done business with. You'll be able to apply this information to get referrals from people that you just know. Not necessarily just past clients, but people that are in your, your sphere of influence or your network. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And I think you'll have a lot of takeaways that you can apply in your business when you leave. So thank you all for being here today.